Welcome back to The Mentors. This is Vadim. And Sergey. And you're listening to our weekly segment called The 5-Minute Pick-Me-Up, where we tell you stories to hopefully motivate you for the week to come. It is a Monday episode for a reason. We hope that it's a tool that you could use to set you up to crush it. Vadim sounded like Gary V there, who, hey Gary, shout out to Gary. We're not trying to emulate you or anything just because we're from the same country. No, but a couple of weeks ago, Vadim and I sort of on a whim, but not really on a whim, decided to sign up for an improv class and shell out $450 each to learn the professional method of improvisation. Why in the world do we do that? Good question. I mean, we've loved Whose Line Is It Anyways for a very long time which is actually technically short-form improv. The class we're taking is long-form improv. But anyways, we've we've enjoyed the art for a long time, and whenever I watch it on TV, I'm always incredibly impressed at people's ability to just come up with the most amazing, unique stuff that seems like it was rehearsed seemingly out of thin air. And of course, it is something that they come up with on the spot. Actually, if you look back at some of the shows that you know and love, so The Office, Parks and Recreation, there's a bunch of other shows that follow this format, but they are actually um, improvisational shows. They're only partially scripted. And a lot of people and comedians and uh, actors that we know and love actually started off with an improv background. And for that reason, Vadim and I seem to have been always drawn to it because we love to follow some of these people's careers, like Conan O'Brien, Dax Shepard, Steve Carell, Amy Poehler started off in improv. Conan O'Brien actually met Lisa Kudrow, who of course played Phoebe on Friends, at an improv class in L.A. before both of them were remotely successful. I think it was like in 1986 before he got the show. And uh, it is how a lot of people get their start. And for us, the Sergey and I, as you guys know, we do a lot of public talks. We're giving a talk actually this Wednesday at an event that we're hosting for podcasters. We're giving a talk at the podcast conference in a couple of weeks. I'm actually teaching a class right now, so I'm talking in front of 50 to 60 people on a daily basis, giving presentations, running workshops and the like. Sergey does the same thing at NYU. And generally, when you're speaking in public, sometimes some of it's scripted, but for me and Sergey, we're much more comfortable if it's only somewhat scripted and we have a general outline of what we need to say and that we've practiced, of course, ahead of time. But the improvisational part of it, we always wanted to get better at. It's something that feels naturally good to us to be able to do. And since we're giving these talks so often, since we're essentially trying to entertain people through the medium of public speaking, we thought if we take an improv class and actually learn the rules behind some of the best comedians, some of the most expert improvisational entertainers out there do it, Maybe it can rub off on us a little bit and we'll get even better on stage when we have to improvise on the spot. And believe it or not, doing a podcast does also require a lot of improvisation. And even like some of the stuff that we do, like uh, the song that we wrote, the parody songs that we did a couple of months ago, the process of writing those was sort of an improvisational process before we actually got it down on paper. And one of the things that we learned in our improv class this past Friday, it's uh, for three hours from 6.30 to 9.30 every Friday for eight weeks. Yeah, and we chose the Upright Citizens Brigade UCB because... To us, that's like, it's synonymous with improv, right? That's where Amy Poehler got her start. Uh, Andy Richter, Tina Fey were there really early on as well. And they kind of popularized improv, long-form improv specifically. They actually did it live on Bravo for a while as well. And we thought, you know what, if we're going to do this, we might as well do it right and do it at the place that 
actually made it incredibly popular. So one of the lessons that we learned in our first class is this idea of yes and. And as we practiced this concept, and if you know improv, you probably already know what it means, but we'll, we'll get into it in a second. As we practiced it, I realized how much application it has and how often we use that same principle in the business world and in the startup world and in innovation in general. And the premise is this. When you are setting up a scene in improvisation, you rely on yourself and the partners that are in your acting scene. And the first thing you need to do is get to base reality, which just means understanding where you are, who you are, and what you're doing in that scene. And because there's no props or anything, you're really just doing it through words. And the way you do that is by having a mutual understanding that if somebody introduces a concept of where you are and what you're doing, you agree to it and you become additive to it. You add new ideas to it based on the reality that they already created. So it's yes and. Yes, you agree with the idea. So whatever you say agrees with it. And you add something that sort of adds a little bit more information about what's going on in the scene. Now, the trick there as well is that if a character or somebody else that's coming into the environment understands something a little bit differently and they introduce a new concept into the scene that you're creating, you have to go with it. But even if it's not something that you intended when you were thinking about the idea of whatever it is you're improvising around, you have to go with the other person's understanding of it in order to continue the evolution of whatever that scene is. And the cool thing is this reality that you create for yourself, this base reality for that scene doesn't even have to be funny. And actually the point of long form improvisation is you start off with a regular scene and as you add things to it, it naturally becomes funny and you figure out what is that unique thing, this weird, unusual thing. about this scene that makes it funny and that usually comes out later and I was thinking this applies so well to generating business ideas or trying to figure out how to solve a problem with your colleagues if you're working at a startup even just today Vadim and I were working on this presentation that we're giving on Wednesday and we had a structure for it but we didn't know exactly how to start it off and where to keep it going and Vadim started throwing out some ideas at me and instead of shutting him down I agreed to his idea even though I didn't initially love it and because I let him go with the idea. Within like 10, 15 minutes, we thought of three or four other ideas that made that initial one even better just by saying yes to it. And we got to the theme of our presentation within about 10, 15 minutes. And so that's exactly the point. And that's exactly what happens in improv. You get to that theme of what the funny part is going to be about the scene eventually, but you start off by agreeing. So when we were in class, one of the ways that the instructor helped us understand the impact and effectiveness of yes and is by going through two other exercises where you and somebody else are, I think this the way that he set the scene is you're planning uh, your great grandmother's birthday party. That was all the context that he gave us and just you and this one other person. And the first time we did that, the idea is instead of saying yes and, you say no. So whenever somebody says something, you say no, and then you say whatever it is you think uh, the truth is. And then the second time, he gave us a second scene, and he said, okay, now instead of saying no, you say yes, but... And then we went through the same exact process with a different scene and somebody would say something to me, then I'd say yes, but... And then i say what I think. And then the last time around, we said yes, and. And you notice something very, very quickly. The first time around when we were saying no... The ideas that we were creating respectively fell apart right away because immediately you're shutting somebody down and you have to go in a different direction when you say no. Similarly, when you say yes, but, a but is almost like a soft no. So it can actually work and of course, within improvisation, you can use yes, but that is typically used as a way to kind of go on a different tangent or to go off in a direction that's a little bit more sideways as opposed to yes anding, right? So yes, but can still be effective, but 
if you're still kind of at the nascent level of developing an idea, it's still not as effective as saying yes and because when you say yes and, you assume no matter what that whatever that person said before you is true, is okay, even if it's wacko and it doesn't make sense and it doesn't fit what you believed, you still are saying yes to keep the momentum going. And one thing that I noticed is it's kind of hard to just say yes and. We tend to think that our ideas are really good. Maybe the ideas that we have in our head or the view, our viewpoint of the world is the right view. But when you allow yourself and you challenge yourself to say, well, maybe what the way I think about things isn't the exact right way, and you let other people's ideas come into play and work through them and work them out, you actually have the opportunity to create new ideas. And there's a lot more possibility that can come from that. Exactly. And without fail, the scenes where we allowed ourselves to say yes within five minutes or actually like even two minutes, they all became hilarious and they were the funniest scenes. And so take that same thing to you, to the workplace or to your co-founders or to your you know podcast co-host, whatever creative pursuit that you're doing or problem that you're trying to solve. Say yes initially, even if it feels uncomfortable, you know, just like in the improv, don't worry about the scene being funny. Don't worry about the idea being perfect. If somebody gives you an idea, use that to work off of it and eventually you will get to that great idea. It almost feels like magic, but I promise you. And when we have even people at NYU that work on different businesses think of new ideas in a brainstorm, for example, if I see somebody saying no, I reprimand that person right away because they're not even letting, giving the chance for this idea to take shape. So remember that. And if you're about to give a group presentation, for example, or maybe a presentation with your partner, that's actually another good technique to keep in mind. Sometimes we might make mistakes throughout a presentation, and our initial reaction might be like, let's save it by saying what actually is the truth or by pointing out the mistake or something like that. But that actually isn't constructive in moving things forward. If something bad happens, don't disagree necessarily with your partner or this person that you're supposed to be in a team with on stage in front of everybody. Just keep it moving forward. Say yes. Don't focus on being contrarian or something just to be right. Focus on moving the momentum forward. And even though this might not feel natural to start, it does pay dividends. Eventually, you will hit on an interesting idea if you're, let's say, going through a brainstorming exercise. And that's when you can go deep on that particular idea. So hopefully this conversation about improv has made you motivated for this week to be a little bit more generative when you're dealing with others. And we actually think that this experience of taking even one improv class, and we are signed up for an eight-week course, three hours a week, every week, we recommend that everybody take at least one class. It'll really open up your mind, and it can be useful to you in many different areas of your life. That's it for the 5-Minute Pick-Me-Up for this week, and we'll see you on Wednesday.